welcome to I'll Marry You, a podcast with me, Olivia Coleman, full of tips and tricks from the UK wedding scene, interviews with industry experts, and a whole lot of oversharing. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. Who have been the one? I don't know why he doesn't sing like that, does he? What about... Goodbye, my friend. Nothing in a minute, I can still feel you here. It's not the end. Nothing in the pain turns into fear. Goodbye. <laughs> I just made that one. Did I make that up? Was it in a musical? I don't know. It's the last episode of the series, isn't it? So I just thought I'd bring you in. By si- I, I thought I'd say hello by saying goodbye. Do you see? Good day, everyone. Welcome. I hope you are the most wonderful bank holiday that's just gone, but also we're, we're plummeting, rushing, racing, running, frolicking into another one, aren't we? It's a four-day week for the next two weeks. You really got to try hard to get your work done in four days. It's a real pickle, isn't it? Um, unless, you know, you're like me and you just get done in four hours. Um, so I hope you had a wonderful time. Now, I had a very busy weekend and I'd like to tell you about it because I learned a lot from it. And I don't often learn things from myself, you know. Um, But I learned a lot because I had, uh, I hosted uh, my daughter's christening. Now, straight off the bat, I (laughs) found it very tricky to navigate the conversation that begins with, oh, your daughter's being christened. Oh, She's not having a naming ceremony, which is a service you offer. She's having a christening, which is a religious service, which is what you do not do. It's a it's a tricky conversation to navigate. Now, when people have asked me if she's having a naming ceremony, I'm like, oh, God, no. Oh, no. None of that hippie nonsense. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'm so... I got married in a church and then afterwards I thought I wish I had a celebrant and we had a christening and I thought mm, wish it was a celebrant like I don't know it, to me it's not that I'm not religious and again we've touched on this topic and I'm not going to go into it because that's a different podcast it's a godcast is what that is um but I do believe in something I just don't know what it is and I moreover than religious I am as you know very traditional so it was always she was always going to be christened and you know in my mind she would have been christened sort of two months old in in a long gown and I would have been, you know, not showing any signs of pregnancy and it would have been a flawless affair with sort of birds helping me dress and daffodils billowing in the wind, you know. But lockdown, wasn't it? So we had to wait till she was three. And in the wise words of the vicar that uh, held the service, toddlers are the trickiest. (laughs) Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I was very nervous about getting her ready and dressed into the most incredible, like, cream silk taffeta dress that I'd found online. Because, I mean, she literally, like, blinks and there's dirt on her. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. And the same with me, actually. And I wanted to look like Kate Middleton. So I brought also a cream dress because you lot said that I shouldn't wear my wedding dress. You're always putting me down, aren't you? Always clipping my wings. Um, so I, instead of wearing my wedding dress, I wore another white dress. <laughs> I even got wedges because I want, I literally, I literally was channeling Kate Milton. I can't even tell you. Like it was a silk midi dress. It was so 
Kate. <laughs> but the whole thing was really wonderful. We had two hymns, uh, which I taught Lola the lyrics to, obviously, because she's a musical genius. And we only had about, we had about 35 people, which was a really nice number. I think there were 26 adults and the rest were kids. I learned a lot from doing it. First of all, I've learned from hosting a child's christening that I fully, fully stand by my somewhat controversial opinion that children should not be invited to weddings. They are loud. They are noisy. They are stressful. They are dirty. They are mucky. And they don't want to be there. Okay? Any child under one, fine. Any child over nine or ten, cool. But anything in between... It's so stressful, like just trying to get ready in my parents' house and there's like 10 adults and there's Lola who's three and my nephews who are seven and nearly four and it's just none of them are quiet and it's just a lot, you know, it's like a lot. And when you get sort of a bit overwhelmed and you're trying to think of, have I put that in the fridge? Have I taken that out of the freezer? Have I decorated with that? Have I got enough napkins? What's the weather going to be like? Are my shoes going to rub? Like all these silly things. Because it meant a lot to me, it meant a lot to our family. Like, to have kids there, it's just the real pits. So, I, that was that was the first thing I took from it. I was literally getting ready and all I could hear was screaming in the house and I thought, kids, do you know what I mean? Like, what, they're ruining this christening day for me. My child is ruining this, my, her christening day for me. So that's something I learned. Another thing I learned is my mum and I were preparing. So we go all out. Like, I think my mum is one of the reasons that I love events and occasions and weddings and I love styling and I love creating um, something beautiful. I love doing tablescapes. I love all that jazz. And so we were always going to make that a thing. And obviously with christenings with naming ceremonies, they can be all sorts of different types of occasion. Like literally it can be in the local church and then you go to the pub. It can be just a cup of tea at the house. It could be a full scale banquet with caterers and staff, whatever. It, I mean, what's important, as the same with weddings, is that it's totally personal to you and the person getting christened. That's what's key. But with my family, we like to go all out. We like to make an effort. So I'd got loads of booze because even though my dad was like, this is a religious affair. I don't know if it's all about drinking. Dad, it's it's the day and day is to drink. It's a Sunday. It's God's day. And what did God do with that water? He didn't say, chuck us some ice, did he? No, he turned it into wine. Is that Jesus? One of the same. And um, don't tell the vicar I said that. So we got the booze. Food-wise, catering for that many people, I decided to kind of call in favours from some of my friends that were coming and also do like an online shop, sandwich platters ready to order things. So that was really great. But that involves work, right? Because someone's got to, I had to orchestrate it all, make sure we had enough of the sweet, enough of the savoury. We were doing an afternoon tea-style um, buffet get-up thing. And then... Uh, someone has to go and pick it up and then you've got all the booze so someone then has to open all the bottles pour all the drink make sure it's all chilled um, someone has to clean up the whole time someone has to talk to them like hosting a lot of my friends after they left were like oh that was so beautiful thank you for inviting us did you have fun not really <laughs> I mean I did of course but hosting any event whether it is literally like a tea party for your mates or a dinner party or a huge birthday party or a wedding or a christening hosting is stressful and you can't fully properly relax can you so 
you yeah of course you enjoy it but you're never going to enjoy it as much as if you go to the event that has been expertly hosted that's just that's just the nature of the beast that's just the way it is that is the way the cookie crumbles um so we had a lovely time but it was just it was a lot and I I said to my mum, so she was doing all the flowers and she is incredible. I'll put some pictures up on the the podcast Instagram. She's brilliant. And we had the space to do it. So we were very lucky, even though it rained. It's sort of everything actually, for me, was probably easier than it would be for other people because I had uh, resources at my disposal and I had the skill set to know what to do, how to do it and when to do it, you know. What it taught me, and I said this to my mum as we were getting ready, I was like, you know, we, ever since I've grown up, we've hosted parties, we've hosted dinners, we've hosted, hosted Christmas drinks, we've hosted lunches, all that stuff. But big birthdays, we've put on parties and all this stuff. So we've done it for, for years and years. But a lot of people haven't. Well, why would they? Why would they? So when it gets to a wedding, for people to think that they can host their own wedding like have it at home or the DIY kind of venue that you get these days without professional help is absurd. Like you, it's not that you can't. Why the f- would you want to? What, like why? I said to my mum, I was like, people like, it's so much. It's so much to think about. It's so much pressure. It's so many plates to balance. Why would you not pay for someone to come in and take off that that pressure and take that responsibility from you. I've spoken before about wedding planning and about coordinators. If you don't want a wedding planner, like absolutely fine. Um, I think that's the fun bit myself. But if please, I cannot stress this enough. If you're getting married at home or you're doing a DIY wedding where there's no um, event manager or catering manager or anything like that, anyone in charge of the day, you've got to hire an on the day coordinator. And most wedding planners do that as an option as well. But it is just to have someone, you know, like people are coming up to me every five minutes. Oh, um, there aren't any clean plates for the cake. Oh, when are we cutting the cake? Oh, have you got this for the napkins? Oh, a kid's burnt its arm. <laughs> it was a very uh, safe day. Um, you know, oh, should we get some more fizz or shall we do this or shall we do that? Where are the toilets? Oh, have you got a tea towel? Would you like me to do that? Help? Do- it's so much. It's so much and it's just when it's a day that's really important to you, you actually just want to sit back and enjoy it and you can't really if you're hosting it yourself. So it just, it's been a long time since I've put on anything like that. Um, I, to be honest, the last time, prob- well, we did something for the Jubilee, but I'm just sort of looking forward into into the summer and into the weddings I've got going on and I just, it's not too late, okay? <laughs> if you're doing a wedding yourself, it's not too late to find someone to help you because it is so much work, whether it's for 10 people or 100 people. If you want to do it well and you want to enjoy it, you've got to have someone to run the day. But no, the whole thing was wonderful. It, Lola was very well behaved. She sang all the hymns. She stood at the altar with the vicar showing us her knickers because, you know, like mother, like daughter. And um, it all went swimmingly. It, the only sort of mild hiccup was when we went to the font and <laughs> everyone was cowering around and all the children, like along with Lola, were, were on the font. And the vicar had to do the blessing with the water on the forehead. She was not having it. So the vicar like knelt down and was explaining. She was like, 
um, you know, Lola, so daddy can give you a cuddle, mommy can hold your hand and we're just going to put a little bit of water. And Lola just turned around in the middle of the vicar speaking and went, I'm going and just ran off out the church. I can't even tell you. It was like she'd never even said those words together before. I don't know where that came from. It was hilarious. And then she just wouldn't do it. And the vicar was sort of sat next to me going, oh, you know, it's these um, these toddlers. They're the trickiest. Oh, she'll be okay. She'll come back. And I tell you what, it took all my might not to turn to the vicar and just be like, look, this is symbolic. Let's just skip this bit. There's no, let's just pretend this bit happened. We all know the trill, okay? It's not real. Oh, God. I didn't because <laughs> that would have been real bad. Luckily, she came back and we just like dunked her right in, like just like, eh, you know? Um, so it was fine in the end. But yes, a wonderful weekend all around. So speaking of wonderful weekends and my love for Kate Middleton, next weekend, of course, duh, if you've been anywhere on planet Earth, is the coronation. So I'm so excited because um, I've watched a lot of Frozen in the last 18 months and I could finally go, it's coronation day. <laughs> That's my life. So it's coronation on Saturday. I've got a wedding, which is unfortunate timing because... As a royalist, I'm big on the coronation and I would like love to watch it. But they didn't know, did they? When they booked their wedding date and wedding venue um, over a year ago, they didn't know Paul Lambs. So I've got a wedding. That's in Bristol. I'm really excited about it. And then, but actually, because it's right right in the centre of Bristol, I think it's going to be really fun because there'll be like a really cool vibe. And I always get to the venues early. So I'll get there super early and I'll have a coffee and just a wander around town. It'll be really nice. So I hope you're all doing wonderful things for the coronation. Message me, DM me on my Instagram and let me know what you're up to. I hope there's lots of red, white and blue everywhere. So I hope you enjoy that. Now, I'm not going to be back next week, so I can't tell you all about my coronation plans. I haven't got any, um, apart from the wedding and watching Frozen. So <laughs> I don't want you to, you know, I don't want you to be Debo, as the kids say. I think that's what they say. Kids abbreviate things, don't they? Please don't be upset with me because apparently, again, I've, I, again, people have been messaging me because again, people are listening, and I don't know why because the imposter syndrome is through the roof. But thank you so much, and I'm so sorry if you've just started tuning in to the podcast. It's over. It's done. I'm out. Kaput. Fat lady. That's me. I'm singing. Do you know what I mean? It's a pause. I'm pausing for the season. It's the end of the first series, is what we're going with, um, and it has been. Oh, do you know, I've absolutely loved it, but I do tend to record these off the cuff. So I just don't have the time or the mental capacity to do any more until the autumn. So I just wanted to do like a really quick rundown. I'm just looking at the list of episodes that I've that I've done. And I feel like I hope that I've improved maybe towards the end. <laughs> Whenever I've listened to podcasts before, I feel like people always get better the more they do. So, you know, throughout the, the weeks we've been doing it, throughout the 30 episodes... We talked all about proposals and then I invited my cousin Alex, my little teammate, invited him on to talk about his proposal, which was really, really lovely. And then the first industry expert interview was with the gorgeous Daisy Coppin from Coppins of Corsham. Now, if you don't remember, I'm planning her wedding from scratch and she's getting married this June. So that's so exciting. So that'll be a story time next season. So the next time you hear from me, I'm going to tell you all about Daisy's wedding. Um, they are making their own rings. Now, what I will tell you, this is like a little uh, spoiler alert because I've just written their ceremony. They went on holiday to America just before they had their babies. They've got twins. 
and um, they had this amazing trip touring America. And because she's a jeweler, and Simon, her fiance, now works um, in the jewelry shop and uh, and does various bits and pieces for them, they went, what's it called, like gold, not like sifting, like you know when you look for gold, panning, gold panning. And they, so they did that and they had so much fun. And they only, after like three hours of panning for gold, they only came out with like $13 worth of gold, but they have put that gold into her wedding band. Isn't that lush? Huh, little tidbit for you there. Uh, and then we had a few story times where I told you all about the weddings that I've done. Oh, the one that was at the old Royal Naval College. That was incredible. I've got another one there this autumn, but that's the end of September. So I might, I might talk to you before then but that's really exciting so I've been and I was recommended by the team there themselves so that's lovely and then we went on and spoke to sort of what you do as soon as you got engaged and the first few items you want to check off your tick list had the f most fabulous interview with the beauty beauty the beauty beauty and the the beautiful Lucy Reed from Lucy Ann Events who's just gorgeous so she was really insightful talking all about planning and things like that oh god then I shared story time I shared the uh, food poisoning wedding oh lordy me that's a good one to catch up on actually we went through the guest list and some more talking bollocks with Alex some more story time about some various weddings another interview with the gorgeous Josh Tully from Josh Tully Management who was so fab to get on and I'd really like to get him on again but he won't be able to talk to me for months because he's about to embark on a really really busy season as well we spoke about some venues and we spoke to Rachel from Bodleian Libraries that was great fun and then we spoke about how to logistically navigate your way through working on a wedding at home and the fucking nightmare that can be which I shared my sort of touched on my story with and also Alex my cousin did on his and then we spoke to the gorgeous Olivia Ridderford, who is also a wedding planner, but she sort of, I don't know if she specialises in at-home weddings, but she does a lot of at-home weddings in the Cotswolds. So she had some really brilliant insight. We went, oh, the Corfu wedding. The Corfu wedding with the beautiful Megs and Christos Gariki. Gariki. Christos Gariki. I can't say his name still. We spoke to the gorgeous Kirsten from The Little Wedding Hell, but now she, the little tinker, is very keen to come back on. So I think we're going to do a couple more with her, actually, because she's been in the business for so long and she's got so much knowledge and wisdom and is so wonderful to chat to that I think we're going to get her on next season and do a couple, maybe some more sort of interest industry-focused um, interviews, which will be really interesting. We spoke about rituals, um, sort of hand-fasting and tying the knot in... in celebrant ceremonies all the different options and the different um, ways that you can reflect your love and, and your coming together over just vows uh, we spoke about a themed wedding and I told you that if you made me dress up like a wizard for a Harry Potter themed wedding I would shove my <laughs> stick no hang on what's it called broomstick broomstick <laughs> that's a no shan oh we spoke to Zoe from Tux Fizz that was only recently she was so gorgeous we love Tux Fizz so much if you have booked a wedding with me and you booked Tux Fizz, Tux Fizz, let me know because I will bring my dancing shoes. When people say to me, do you want to stay? I'm like, no, I, I can't. I really should go back and parent my husband. But if it's a Tux Fizz wedding, I've got it. I've got to dance. And then last week we spoke about how to be a good wedding guest. And then this week we're saying goodbye. And I'm really going to miss doing it. But, you know, the beautiful thing about a podcast 
much to my husband's dismay, is it doesn't go away, does it? It doesn't go away. So you can listen to it at any time. And if you've got any questions or queries or you just want to tell me that you're enjoying it because that really does lift my heart, then that would be amazing. And then we are going to be back next season. So if you go to any weddings this season and something ridiculous happens, or if you want to tell me something that you've experienced planning your own wedding, then please, please, please DM me. The Instagram is I'll Marry You, the UK Wedding Podcast. But you can also catch me on my work one at Not That Olivia Coleman. I just remember I had a dream about Olivia Coleman last night and she came up to me and she was like, oh, it's you. And I was like, no, darling, darling, it's you. <laughs> oh, we like. Thank you so much for listening so far. It's been an absolute joy and I'm so excited to store up a whole season's worth of fabulousness to share with you all in the autumn. Take care. Love you lots. Bye. I'll Marry You is a podcast by Olivia Coleman. The music is Mr. Sunnyface by Wayne Jones and the show is produced and edited by Drew Toynbee. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. If you find this podcast even remotely helpful or moderately entertaining, share with all your friends and family. You can DM me any questions, queries, if you want to share any stories on the podcast Instagram at I'll Marry You Podcast. Get in touch. I want to hear all your tall tales. See you soon.